I don't know if I'm going to get this message out this morning. I'm trying really hard. Because we walk through this life with no intention. Come on, I want to I know, I want to hear from you this morning. Who, who, who woke up this morning and said, God, my intention is to grow the kingdom. Now show me what to do. Most of us probably woke up and said, don't talk to me. I ain't have my coffee. Kick a cat, smack a dog, get to the bathroom. That was your intention, going to the bathroom. Your intention better be the heavens. It better be the kingdom of God. That better be your intention. That's the way you should walk. That's the way you should talk. That's the way you should act. That's the way you should live intentionally. See, there's some time I like to take a motorcycle ride with no intention. Just ride. God's got a place for you to go. Don't you dare just get on your motorcycle and take a ride. He's got somewhere planned for you. And that's the way we need to live our life. That's the way we plan our lives. It's the way we should plan our day. Our pastor got religious on us now. He thinks I ain't supposed to. I ain't tell you that. That's the enemy telling you that in the back of the head so you can get mad and just cancel the word. That's what's going on right there. Come on, church. Oh, I'm coming to um, both barrels. We keep laying down, we're going to have the same result that we've had for 40 plus years. And we're still going to be laying beside a water, hoping that somebody else will come and put us in the pool. Oh, one day somebody will take care of it. Somebody will fix my marriage. Somebody will, oh, see, I ain't got nothing against counselors, but I'm coming that direction this morning too. You always want to run to a counselor to fix your marriage, and yet you won't get out of bed long enough to fix it yourself. God said if you would put others before you put yourself, a lot more things could change in your life. But because of the way you want to treat and act, Oh, he said, oh, you planting, you planting, it just ain't good seed. But guess what? You're going to get fruit. It's coming. What it, don't, <laughs> don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man planted, that will he also reap. You better be, get, see, when, when, you, when you sit out there and you throw the seed of hate and the sow, sow that seed of discord. Guess what's coming in your life? Don't come, don't come to the pastor complaining because all you got is strife in your house. When the last season, all you done was till the ground and threw the seed of strife. You go eat of its fruits. I gotta get on a message. You need it. Somebody needs it. Might even be me. I'll take it too. Look, if I can't be brought into correction, I ain't a child of the king. <laughs> or he don't love me because he says whoever he loves, he'll chase them. He won't chase them. He spanks them. See, if you speak KJV all the time, people get that stuff mixed up. They just, they hear it come out of a redneck mouth. They go, chasing, what is he chasing for? See, I got I to gotta straighten that up for some people. You got your Bibles? Let's go. Tommy, can you get scripture up on the screen? Amen. Get 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's go to verse 17 and 18. And I want to, oh, Tommy, you're not ready for that. I need the NLT, brother. You got that one? Put it up. <clears throat> All I was getting back there was a bunch of fire and fury this morning. Now I'm getting the thumbs up. That means we rolling. Look at here. Look at here. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Man, come on, if you ain't rejoicing in that, Miss Pat, already this morning, all them troubles you got, they small. And they won't last very long. 
I love how this put it out there. Yet they produce for us a glory that is vastly outweighs. Everything that we go through right now is for a heavier weight of glory. And it will last forever. See, everything that we go through right now, the things that we're sitting in the middle of right now, they're but for a short period of time, sweetheart. There's a much weightier glory that's coming. And that weightier glory is going to last So we don't look at the trouble. See, quit looking. <laughs> Quit living in the trouble. We don't look at the trouble that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. How many of you, are, how many of you can honestly say within you, don't raise your hand because you, I don't want you to be recognized for lying. The Holy Spirit will convict you when you do. I don't want other people to be your judge. Don't you know Christian people will do it? Huh? They will judge you in a minute. You wait till somebody sees your hat on in church. Somebody judging you, you're going to end up going to hell. That, that's what they say. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. They said it to me about wearing a Harley shirt preaching too. I'm still so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. See, if you constantly peer at your problem and your trouble, you'll never find an answer to the question because your trouble does not produce answers. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Go to Genesis. Now listen, for the sake of knowing the heart, well, I ain't going to say I know the heart of man. Sometimes I can look at you and tell whether you're lying or telling the truth. But um, I'm going to just say this. I know people because I is one. And if I try to read through chapter 29, 30, and 31, most of you are going to get up and leave and I'm going to be reading to myself. And I've already read them myself. And I made it through, but I'm not going to put you through all of that. My text is coming from those three chapters. So you're going to have to go home. Pastor, really? I was wanting to go home, watch a ball game, kick my feet up, do a little fishing, take a little nap, ride my bike. Now you're going to tell me I got to go home and read. Yep. You better read, too. I'm going to ask you Wednesday. Ain't nobody going to be here Wednesday now. Won't nobody show because they know I'm going to ask the question, did you read 2930? But this is where I'm pulling most of my text from. Last, last week we talked and then we're, we're still in this uncommon identity. And I'm going somewhere with this, with this thought here. So I just, if you'll just bear with me and get through this series, I think you'll begin to start piecing some of this stuff together. But we, we talked last week about, about Jacob when, when he is, he's been the trickster. He, he got, uh, he got his, his rights illegally. Um, he took the birthright of Esau. And he took off. He's, he's, he got a little nervous, a little scared. His daddy was actually a little scared for him and told him, you can't stay here and you can't marry here. You're going to have to go somewhere else. Whew. Go outside the borders. Maybe that's what the title should have been. But you got to go somewhere else. Go to this land. Now see, Laban was the, the father of... Isaac's wife, Rebecca, right? Is that Rebecca? Somebody help me, huh? That's right, ain't it? Isaac and Rebecca. Whew, Lord Jesus. See what happens when, when things come to you too quick? Sometimes it scares you, it'll spook you. He'll recall your memory. But her father Laban, that is where now Jacob is being instructed to go and get his wife. You can't marry here in Canaan. I mean, that's the promised land. Why? You would think, being that he was part of the, the Jewish family, that that would be the place where he would gather his blessings. But un, instead, now he's got to go outside the boundary of Canaan and go and find his wife elsewhere. 
So he goes, but there was something that I want to, I want to read this to you before we get started. Chapter 28, this is, what, this is what Isaac is telling Jacob. He said, may God Almighty bless you. See, I love it, man, because his father, his father was just deceived. This is how you will know, this is how you will know if a man is walking with the Lord or not. Even in the midst, even in the midst of their deception by somebody, their hurt from somebody, their, their pain from somebody, somebody turned their back on them. Even in the midst of it, they find a way to bless them. Oh, come on, church. Boy, if you could find a way to bless your enemies. The Bible instructs you, pray for those who persecute you. Come on, church, come on. Boy, it's hot in here this morning, ain't it? My feet are burning. But this is what Isaac says. Isaac goes and he begins to bless him. He says, may God, may God Almighty bless you and may you and make you fruitful and multiply you. That you may be an assembly of peoples. And give you the blessing. Lord have mercy. Give you the blessing of Abraham. Now Isaac already knows he don't have the blessing of Abraham. He's walking towards it. If you'll, if you'll recognize Hebrew, when they start talking about Hebrew, this hall of faith, many of those guys would die off with faith even though they had not walked into the promise of what God had given them. I've, told, I've tried telling y'all that the blessing that God speaks over you may not be for you. It may be for your descendants to carry it out because you in all your wickedness may not be able did I say wickedness I meant weakness blessing Lord to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land <laughs> that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger which God gave to Abraham I mean, now, Isaac, come on, if you're on, if, come on, please get into Isaac's sandals right now, in his Jesus sandals, because that's what they wore. Get in his sandals for a minute. He had just been duped by his son. But yet he loved him so much so, or better yet, may I say this, he loved God so much so that he would rather carry out God's will. Boy, if we could get into that mode. If we could be so focused on, on blessing people regardless of who they are and what they've done. And what they've done to us. No, nah, we would rather just bottle up the hatred because we're going we gonna to tag that hatred to our disappointment. Well, God, you know that they've done that, and this is why. We're we, we going to tag our unforgiveness to their disloyalty. Well, God, you know that they turned their back on me, and they, yeah, Jesus knew too when he hung from the tree. Boy, if we could just get into God's will in our lifetime. I wonder how many people we could bless and carry on the blessings of God that God has spoken over his people. See, I don't, need, I don't need to have, and you as a parent, if you think this, you're selfish. I don't need to have the best of everything in my life. I just want it for my children. They're not agreeing with me, Dawn. We're going to have a hard time this morning. Sooner or later, God's will has to take first place in your life. This ain't all about us. You know, we go die one day. Did you know that? I don't know. Has anybody told you that one day we go die? We all going to experience a death in the flesh. Every one of us. Whether it happens before his 
return or at his return. We all will die to flesh. Every one of us. Will you experience the second death? That's the question. It doesn't matter. The only, the only purpose in our life is to leave something for the next generation that they can hang their hat on. And if you haven't noticed, I ain't talking about your finances because anybody tried to hang your hat on the finances yet? Anybody watching the stock market? Anybody know what I'm talking Is anybody alive this morning up in here? We hang our hats on things that give way under the pressure of just a little, a little ball cap and it falls apart. So Isaac blesses Jacob. Jacob goes to this, to this land. He, he meets up with Laban and not, where's Eli? Oh, Eli ain't in here. I bet you Eli would have said LeBron. I didn't know he was in the Bible. Well, Tommy, I'd like to see you answer that question. But man, what, what it must have meant to Jacob to be blessed by his father, even in the midst of all the trouble he caused him. And, and Jacob decides that he's going to go ahead and do as his father had said. And he's on his way. Remember last week he stopped by Bethel. And where he stopped by Bethel, he, he had this encounter with God. Could you imagine how it must have felt for Jacob when he woke the next morning to carry out his journey? Has anybody ever had the encounter with God that God showed up in such a way that it changed the way you felt, the way you thought, the way you saw, the way you talked. I mean, he showed up and changed your life. Man, can you imagine? Now, just, just imagine how, you, how it made you Man, we, we got encouraged. Some of us got bold, others got scared. Some of us got bold. Some of us became arrogant. Oh, because, well, the Lord touched me. Oh, slap that boy. Yeah, the Lord touched you because he knew if he didn't, you'd be in hell. You, they said they wanted it this morning, Dennis. Imagine what he felt like. He woke up the next morning and on his way to do what his father had blessed him to do. And when he gets there, I've got some good notes, I thought. He gets there and little... And little did he know that the family that he was being introduced to was crazy. Now let's be truthful. Charlie, Miss Linda ain't here. She ain't even going to watch today. I know she's busy. She got stuff. She won't ever see this so you can answer this with truth. If you would have known how crazy your wife family was, I bet you wouldn't have gone. Come on, it's just like most. I'm not. Miss Linda. If I'd have known how crazy her family would have been, I'd have never went that direction. Come on, people. Don't, don't, look, don't put me up here by myself. If you knew how crazy he was, you wouldn't have. Girl, you better come on and be a witness. I wonder how many of us would have messed up God's intention for our life if we would have known the troubles we would have had to go through. Oh, I'm fixing this. This family was what? They was crazy. I mean, crazy. 
But wouldn't you, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> it's just like you. Well, and you. And you, and you, and you, you, and you. I don't want to leave nobody out. All of us. Isn't it funny how we can get into a jacked up family? Come on, David. Be a witness. If, if, we, if, if we could get involved in a family, and the next thing you know, David, we fit right in because we're just as crazy as them. Come on. Jesus told Pontius Pilate that I am a witness of the truth. Come on, David. Be a witness of the truth. We all find something in ourselves that we are just as crazy as the next one. We off our rocker just like the next one. We got up in that family. We looking at them how crazy they are and we just as crazy. We get caught up in the mix. That's what I say, it rubbed off. You better be careful the company that you keep. <laughs> well, I wish Liam was here this morning. <laughs> Love you, brother. But look, I w- think about it for a minute. Man, you got up in your marriage, and you look at these people, and what? I was looking for a way out. Man. (laughs) You're following through your instructions, just like Jacob. You just had an encounter with God. You've got all the influence you need in your heart to give you a desire that'll put your feet to the ground so that you can go and achieve. And you get there and things is just as crazy. You find out that you're just as crazy because you're starting to fit in. You're looking around. I mean, the first, listen, the first thing that happened to the deceptor was he was deceived. Jacob gets there and was duped by his father-in-law. Y'all, y'all remember story? Like, okay. Whew. Jesus. Jacob gets there and he tells it. See, when Jacob gets there, he, he runs upon these men that are shepherds. He runs up on these shepherds. And these shepherds are crowded around this well. But the well's closed off. So he gets there and he tells, he's talking to these guys about, you know, watering some flock and this, that. Oh, we can't do that until all the sheep are here and all the shepherds are here. All the flock are here. Then we can open the well. Then we will give give the water to the flock. And then when we leave, we cover it back up. Well, he sees Rebecca. Love that woman. He said, huh, Rachel. I said Rebecca, didn't I? Rachel. Hey, don't y'all judge me. Y'all get up here and try to remember all this stuff. It, the Holy Spirit got his hands full when he works inside this head. I'm thinking about fried chicken riding a motorcycle all at the same time. Y'all think y'all got it tough just trying to follow me. <laughs> but he sees Rachel coming on. The, he's going... He goes ahead and moves the rock. He's trying, to, he's trying to get in in a hurry. She's beautiful. This woman was a knockout. She caught his attention. He gives the flock. He, he waters. He waters the flock. And this dude, Tommy or Sean, he was bold. He kissed her on the first date. <laughs> he did. He kissed her. By, y'all read it. I'm, uh, this portion of Bible blew my mind. I was like, whoa. But he kissed her. Then he told her who he was. She ran off like a giddy little girl. <laughs> and she goes and tells her daddy, uh-oh. 
not to get her daddy after him. But she tells her father who he was. So his father goes and meets him. Father brings or has her, has him come to the house, and all this stuff is going on. And he said, "Man, I'll tell you what. You know, I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna help you out." And he said, "Won't you work for me and tell me what you need or tell me what you want?" And he said, "I want Rachel's hand in marriage, and I'll work for you for seven years." I wonder how many of you, man, I'm not gonna get through. This might be a part two, three, four, just in here. I wonder how many of you have determined a time on your desire only to find out as Jacob did. <laughs> Jacob worked seven years and his daddy tricked him and sent Leah to the tent. Come on, that's just wrong, man. I don't... It's dark outside. I just got married, and you sent the wrong you know, sent the wrong woman up in here. And the Bible says she, well, says something about her eyes. Put to put it lightly, she was ugly, but just, her eyes wasn't something. And he come said, "What?" Yeah, they were delicate. Oh, I bet you they were delicate. <laughs> they were so delicate, they hurt his eyes. But he said, what are you doing? That's, this isn't Rachel, bro. Look, this is your daughter. You not see that this ain't. <laughs> see, we all put, we put our hopes in things, put timetables on them. Next thing you know. We think we're there, and then we find out we've just been deceived. Because you're trying to rush God's work in your life, and you got tricked. Oh, come on, church, please follow me this morning. Because, see, we are so much in tune with that desire that we want from God that we run as hard as we can run. And it only takes one... The Bible says it takes two to three witnesses. All you want is somebody to say something. If you got one person, well, you need to hook up with her. You go. If your daddy just seen, just see, don't listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. If your daddy is the only one that says, boy, you better go chase her, you better stop. You just better stop. You better get two. You better get at least two witnesses. Two. Or three. <laughs> Being that we're dealing with women, you better get three witnesses plus two. Okay? That's God's grace on it then. But we'll chase after it. We'll get deceived. And the next thing you know, we're lying in bed with something that we shouldn't even be lying in bed with. Boy, don't you know that that's just going to cause all kinds of stuff. He hollering, screaming at his daddy. His father-in-law now, father-in-law, not his daddy. And he said, I wanted Rachel. He said, well, I'll tell you what. See, it's not our custom. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, it's not our custom to marry off the youngest first, the youngest female. See, he's in a different, okay, come, whoo, come on here. He's in a different, oh, dear Lord, how am I going to package this one together right here? This is good. He's living, was, in the land of Canaan under the covenant of Abraham. There was a certain way they did things. The firstborn male. He said, in his mind, I got to believe this. Well, I'm not marrying a man, I'm marrying a woman, so I should be able to get whoever I want. And they said, well, it's not our custom to give away the youngest first. We give away the oldest. But why about confusion setting his head going, why is the first woman getting anything? You better know the people in whom you're going into covenant with. 
don't get caught off guard. Don't go in assuming one thing and get something different when you thought it should have been one way and it's another. So he just said, I'm going to work for you for seven more years. I'm trying to summarize all this stuff. Y'all going to kill me this morning. I'm just trying to put it all together. And it's hurting. So he's got to work another seven years for Rachel. How many of you thought that he had to work another seven years before he married Rachel? Any? Huh? No. He married Rachel the week after. Read your Bible. Stop. On Sunday morning, sit on the front row and be quiet. But he marries her a week after he marries Leah. And he has to work. Leah, Leah, same person. He has to work for another seven years in order to be able to take her from. That would be now his wife and he can take her away. So he had to work 14 years for someone that he set a covenant for for seven years because he didn't understand who he went into covenant with. You better be careful. This is when everything turns upside down. Watch this. I mean, this is great. It's good. But don't be judging Jacob no more. About being a trickster. I mean, he didn't. He didn't found somebody else that topped him. Check out everything that goes on now. His family became a mess. They dealt with pride, greed, deceit, jealousy, sexual immorality, and spite. Do y'all y'all remember? I mean. Rachel couldn't have children. Leah had children. Leah actually gave Jacob six children. Four children, two of each maidservant was given to Jacob. One by Leah's maidservant and one by Rachel's maidservant. And Rachel only gave one child. This was the one that he was after. <laughs> okay. Let's do it like this. This is where I got the title Double Vision. One hand, I got Rachel. That's just up in arms and upset. She begins to experience jealousy and, and hatred. And I've got Leah, on the other hand, she doesn't feel like she's loved. And she's popping babies like it was her job. And Rachel and Leah, they both are looking with double vision. She is loved more than Leah Leah is giving more babies than Rachel. They're both fighting for something that they already have. And they think if they fight enough, that then maybe she'll get what Rachel has. And Rachel will get what Leah has. This is the same way the church will act. If you don't have it like somebody else has got it, you're willing to do anything and everything that you can do to put it in the mixing bowl so that you can achieve and get and gain everything that somebody else has. And come to find out that even when Leah is sitting here producing children, give him his firstborn male child. I mean, that had to mean a lot, right? But the Bible said that he didn't love Leah. He loved Rachel. And Leah says, here's the firstborn. And they, oh, they're... Let me go through that real quick. Y'all all right? Just hang on a minute. Y'all started this stuff. Reuben, behold, the son. That was what Reuben named. And don't ask me to slow down. I've got, I've got to get through this. i got to get somewhere. Kentucky Fried Chicken got chicken coming off here in another 15 minutes. Reuben means behold, a son. Simeon means doubtful. 
Levi means dubious or hesitant. Judas praised. Dan is judged. Naphtali, wrestling. Gad, troop of fortune. Asher, happy one. Issachar, wages. Zubula, Zebula, sorry. Zebula, dwell. Dinah, judgment. He did have one daughter, by the way. And Joseph, he will add. You go back through these names. You can research them. You go back through these names and see how each one named their child based on their circumstance. See, we, we, we get up in the middle of our situation and we're so, we're so caught up in circumstance that that's how we walk now. That's how we talk now. And we left the promise somewhere. We've forgotten about the promise. Somehow or another, the promise has left his mind. Yes, it did. Hit the promise. Listen, this man, he's going to Leah, to Leah. Leah stopped having children. I don't know if she put the brakes on. I don't know how that works. She just said, what? I don't know if she just put a belt on. I or she said, no, you sleep with the donkeys or whatever. I don't, I don't know how that happened. I just know what the Bible says she stopped having babies. Well, when she stopped, Rachel, now, okay, here's another thing for you, just a cliff note. There's 13 children. It's at least 10 years. And you thought it was going to be in one day. Look. <laughs> Man, sometimes he fills me up so much I get sick. The promise didn't come through the twelve. The promise came through the one. Y'all remember the story? I can't get into the story of Joseph. Y'all remember the story of Joseph and how favored he was and how loved he was and the, the coat of many colors? I still say Grandma run out of yarn and she was just piecing stuff together. Look, I was brought up poor. That's just the way I see it. And then he goes and he goes into prison and next thing you know he's in Egypt in jail and then he gets accused for rape and then he next thing you know he's the second man in charge all of Egypt. Y'all remember? Remember the story? There's the promise. Boy, isn't it amazing how much God can do with so little? Come on, church. We don't hear about the other 12. I mean, we see them. They're mentioned in the tribes when they divide the tribes up. We, we see those. But there's over two or three chapters or something that is dedicated to Joseph. The rest of them gets a little spit in a sentence. And Dan got, Zebula got, and Judah got. But here he is with these two women, man. And these two women are starting to fight and bicker. Lord Jesus, just one wears me out, doesn't he? How in the world did he think it was okay? I, see, I'm sorry. I'd have just said, okay, fine, Leah, let's go. I'd have just left because one's all I needed. And he took on Rachel. And then he got stupid because Rachel said, well, she ain't giving no babies and I can't give no babies. Here's my servant. And the fool done it. This is why I'm bald. He done it. Not, not one, twice, two times. Come on, first time, 
shame on you. Second time, shame on me. He done it two times. Well, I'm going to smack him. What are you thinking about? Boy, you got enough problem over here with these two, and now you're going to add fuel to the fire. Well, guess what? Now Leah got jealous because Leah ain't having no more babies. So Leah introduced somebody else to the pot, and she said, here, take my mate. said, well, lo and behold, he did it again. Not one, but two times. All of this stuff is going on. How, oh, man, but did little, little did Jacob know? Little did Jacob know, even in the midst of all the chaos, God was putting together a promise. Oh, come on, church. See, it's when you think that everything in your life is upside down, sideways, and tore apart from the floor up. It's just jacked up. Messed up, twisted up, God's in the background working it up. You ain't figured it out yet. You still blind by every, look, I know. Four women do it to anybody. He had to live with all four of them. It wasn't like a you and a Lisa and a Dawn and. It, it, he had to live. I ain't living with all y'all. I'm telling the other ones go to their house, and then I'm gonna start quoting scriptures. Women obey your own husbands, and then I'm gonna go to the men. Handle your business. <laughs> I ain't putting up with all that. That'll drive any sane man crazy. All of this is going on, and I know that he lost focus. Look, let me tell you what one of the biggest things that I found that's a problem in this whole story. Not once are they talking about God. We are 10 years in, at least, and we aren't talking about God. All we're talking about is me getting a baby and you getting a baby and this baby and that baby. I mean, it went so far, they were selling each other off. Yes, they did. They sold them for flowers and fruit. They, they called it something else, some kind of cake. Come on, some of y'all Bible scholars help me. What, what's the cake they call it? Come on. I, it's saying, no, the saying, saying. Not man, is it mandrates? Maybe that's what it is. Mandrates, yeah, mandrates. A flower with fruit on it. And she said, "Here, you just take these and you go lay with her." I went, "What? For some flowers?" I mean, some men now they go shoot. I do none. Y'all better stop. See, you start laughing and smiling about it, you go get in trouble. Doghouse. But I mean, all of this stuff is going on, man. And, and Jacob's life is just in all kinds of turmoil. Come on, it's just like ours. Have any, come on, we just left the ladder. We just left Bethel, the place where God was. We just left there and we went walking, doing, and we were in obedience Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. We was walking in obedience. We was going where we was told to go. And we were doing what we was told to do. And lo and behold, look at the mess I done got in because I was following. Oh, come on. Y'all ain't never been heard. Y'all ain't never heard from God. And he said, I want you to go and do this. And you went and done it. And it didn't turn out the way that you thought it would have turned out because God was the one that told you to go and do it. And then you all up in a mess. And now you're going, God, why? Y'all ain't never had that problem, have you? I've had them. I'm going go, oh, even recently. But we're in the middle of all of this stuff in our life. We don't see that God's working a promise together. He had to have somebody in position in order to position the Israelites to gain what they were told they were going to be given through Abraham and through his seed. And here, it, it was the last, 
when you think it's going to be the first one, it was the last one. Joseph was the last child born. And see, it wasn't until then that Jacob went to uh, Laban and said, okay, now I got to go. I got everything I got. I got to go. That's when he wanted to leave. Why did he want? See, I'd have left as soon as you tricked me with the first daughter. I ain't giving you a second shot. I'd have sold your daughter back to <laughs> Less than what you give us. <laughs> I'll just work for you for free. You can keep her. I'm going to work for seven years for free. <laughs> wages. One of, one of the children was named Wages. <laughs> Woo! If you just look at some of this stuff and how all of this stuff comes together. God's good with scripture. He knows what he's doing. He put it together from begin to end. I mean, and here they are. I mean, she, the first child she has, the first child that, that, that Leah had, she, she named him Doubtful. <laughs> what? You just give the man his first son. You're producing, she's not. Isn't that just like us? If we get saved, well, if we could just do more. You, you get one thing and then you want something else. And you see somebody else and you want what they got. And you do. Have you ever been caught up in a situation in your house or a scenario in your life that everything just seemed like it was all to pieces? Nothing. You, you, thought, you thought Walmart done tricked you. You opened up the box with all the puzzle pieces in it and none of them were fitting together. You thought Walmart done tricked you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a puzzle that don't go together. Put on the box when you thought it would. Trying to put these pieces and they're not. I mean, you've turned every corner. You look. You, anybody ever put a puzzle together? Come on. I know some of you older people. Thank you. Thank you for being honest this morning. I mean, some people just said they, they will deny all the time, Lenore. I don't care. I could be in the kitchen drinking tea with them, and they're still going to deny. They're going to deny that they got grapes on, their, on their, their, their tablecloths when I'm sitting there looking at it. No, I ain't got never had them. Boy. Trying to put everything together in our life, and nothing's fitting. Just ain't working out right. Ain't nothing going together. But God's in the background just saying, remember the promise. Oh, God, if we could tie our hope to the promise. Just because you got an idea in your head how a lighthouse should look don't mean the pieces are going to go together like that. It might be different. But for the most part, puzzles do go together. just takes a while. Y'all ever search for that last piece? Anybody ever search for the last piece of a puzzle? Be honest again. Don't lie in church. I'm telling you, you'll get burnt in hell by lying. I'm just telling you. Looking for the last piece of the puzzle. Don't everybody in the family, you got them all around the table. And can't nobody find the last piece of the puzzle. And it's sitting right there. It just blended in with everything else. And it's sitting right there. And you can look for an hour. I mean, you put the puzzle together in 15 minutes and you look for an hour for the last piece. Always trying to put it together yourself. God's sitting back in the background and he's working it out for you. Can I tell you that? Everything don't look like it's supposed to go together. But God's working it out in the background for you. See, when you get so focused and so caught up on everything in your life, you too have a tendency to stop talking about God. Watch it, how they, watch it how they brought God in the conversation. Just for the sake of, let me, yeah, 
Look, I've got till whenever I'm done when I'm done. Watch this. Now, I'm just going to hit a couple, okay? I ain't going to hit all of it. So Leah conceived a son, and she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction. She conceived another son because the Lord had heard, my, heard that I am unloved. Conceived again and bore a son, now I will praise the Lord. Then Rachel said, God has judged my case and give me a son. It seems to me that the only time that we're bringing up God's name is when he's doing what we thought we asked for. How many times have you done that this week? Oh, man, we'll rejoice in God when, when it happens just like we thought it should happen. Boy, boy we know that's God. That's why the enemy can, uh-oh, that's why the enemy can trick you so quick. Because it happened just like you thought it should happen. Just like you said it was going to happen. But you don't walk with the Holy Spirit, so you have no idea when he said, take a left. Walk in it. There's the way. Walk in it. Go right. You ain't heard him because everything else panned out just like you thought it should have. That's when you're rejoicing in God, and then you find yourself in trouble again. Now you got mad at God because you then, oh, wait a minute. Now you've got the religious people that come to you, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They come with their cloaks. Well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Well, I want to smack them people. Stop. Stop. God's in the background. And he's working this thing out for you. And it don't come as planned all the time. I promise you. We rolling up in Charlottesville and not really knowing if we ever going to have a place to live. And the truck's packed. Can't find a place to live. Everything's rented out. Nothing else is on the market. <laughs> mm Trying to, oh, see, boy, don't you know that if we would have played that role the way I'm just telling you, if we'd have played that role like that then, we'd have been stuck. We'd have gotten hurt probably. Because they tried to put us in a house under a contract the way that we didn't want the contract. How do I know that we didn't want the contract? Because I went to the door and I grabbed the door and I said, God, I need your help. And he said, one year, one year only. I let go of the door and I walked back and I said, one year and one year only. He said, we can't do it. I said, then I ain't doing it. And then he said, Rocky, we've exhausted everything. I said, do me a favor. Look on your computer one more again. He said, I said, one more time. Okay. And he looked. And he said, you're not going to believe it. Yes, I will. He said, there's two more. You want to go look? Yep. We pulled up to the first one. Anybody watch Tim the Tool Man? Y'all know the guy that peeks over the fence? Always just, oh, I would have to move. We pull up to that house. Lo and behold, woman. Y'all buying that house? Is that y'all's house? Are y'all going to live here? Y'all need to get that. Me and Debbie looked at each other and said, nope, that ain't going to work. We got in the car and we left. <laughs> he said, there ain't but one left, Rocky. It's a brand new townhouse. It's three-story. Got a balcony on the roof. Nobody's ever lived in it. But I'm going, there ain't no sense in us. We, look, we've already looked at everything. We already knew what we could afford and where we was going to stand. See, that, all of that was worked out. God told us how much we had to spend on it. See, y'all ain't paying attention. I'm just telling you. <laughs> we said, 
This is the way it's got to work. They have to pay X amount of money, and they have to pay X amount of money, and that will pay our rent, and we won't do a dime more. And you know what? They paid the exact kind of money, and they paid that exact amount of money, and they paid for our rent. You know what we ended up doing? Probably living in a $3,000 mortgage for about Mm $1,200. Hate on us. I don't care. Ain't nobody ever lived in this house. Stainless steel appliances. He going, do you like it? I said, I want to hit him. What do you mean? What's there not to like? Granite countertops. Hardwood floors. Five minutes from a church that I had to preach at. I said, (laughs) didn't have to drive through all that traffic. I I mean, my car wouldn't even get hot by the time I... I'm telling you the truth. The church is around the corner. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. But what if we would have went outside of what God had told me? See, even what he told me didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. We thought we was going to be in a slum somewhere. I mean, we were skeptical on the first house. I mean, it ain't every... We would... I mean, we'll go. We didn't have no peace about that house. Neither one of us did. And they trying to tell me I got to pay extra for a cat, extra for a dog, extra for another dog, extra for if I was A positive, and extra if we wore blue jeans. And it was extra, extra, extra. Read all about it. It was all of it. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy, man. But I had to take a minute. I had to push myself away. Sometimes you've got to be willing, even in the moment of stress, you've got to be willing to push away from the table. Even in the midst of hunger, you've got to be willing to push away from the table and go to Daddy and ask Daddy one more time. And I'm telling you, I heard it as plain as day. And the dude said, how much you want to pay for this house? And I said, it's $1,200. That's all we got. We're back in the three-story. I said, 1200 not a penny more, not a dime more. He said, well, let me make a phone call. We said, okay. <laughs> um, they'll take it. Ain't nobody ever lived in the house. It was the model home for all the other houses. Fully furnished. I mean, come on, church. You <laughs> One day you're going to understand that God is a provider. God is faithful in all that he says and does. And right when you don't think any of it's coming together, he puts pieces in the... That's why I couldn't stay for a year. He put the pieces of the puzzle. God's a... He's a master at putting puzzles together. I mean, we're sitting here thinking we're going to be a year. Three months, we had the truck packed. Not because we was pushing it, neither, because we wasn't pushing it. <laughs> she said, I'll just try, see who's got a job. Going to get a response off of Craigslist. Of a job. With benefits. Good paying job. In the field she was working in. Don't listen, I'm, I'm telling if you will lay your life down for him. You serve a God that is able to do above and beyond anything you could ever hope, dream, or imagine. Your retirement is going to bless your socks off because your better days are ahead of you. Let me finish. I know I said something about chicken and y'all ain't got your mind off of it. Maybe I'm already done. Oop, have another page of notes. But we already went over them. Don't get scared. <laughs> Whoo! But man, just... Can, can we just peruse through these names? I promise I won't preach on them. Simeon, that, that was doubtful. Or, or, or Reuben. Reuben was, 
here's a son. I mean, she, she was speaking, here's a son, and she thought everything was going to be okay. She knew she wasn't loved. But now that I've given a son, and then, then it came down to Simeon, and Simeon, she wants to call him doubtful. She's already given Jacob two Two, two children, two sons, and she's already still considering herself doubtful. I doubt that he'll ever love me. And then she goes and she gives him a third son, and it's dubious, and it means to be hesitant. She's not real sure. She's kind of reluctant to move into what she thinks that ought to be there. She's just holding back a little bit. And then Judah came and she said, well, bless God. I know I'm going to praise the Lord now because I know that he is going to love me now. Can I tell you something? God is not going to love you any more or any less, no matter what you're producing and what you're not producing. If you'll stay in the obedience of God's voice, He'll show you some stuff. See, I can't tell you that He's going to love you more because God doesn't love you any less if you're a sinner. Oh, y'all don't want, Christian people don't want to hear none of that. They don't think that God loves the sinner. God died for the sinner. He died for you, didn't he? You old nasty. Dan. Then that was, that, that was judged. See, that Rachel, Rachel jumped in the mix and she said, Here, take my servant. And if my servant gives you something, then, then God is going to be my judge for that. So she named him Judge and then Naphtala and the wrestling. How many of us have named, named things in our lives in the midst of the wrestling with what we know that God's got for us or whatever God's promised? And we're wrestling with it and we're naming things after it. In the midst of our wrestling. Leah got a little arrogant here. They had Gad and Troop of Fortune. She said, that's okay. I'm going to top you. You sent your maid. I'm going to send my maid. Now watch this. Come on, church. Come on. How many times are you trying to outdo the next Christian? Oh, with that per- uh, uh, hmm. I'm going. These legalistic churches. Somebody give a message in tongues, and I'm going to put quotes up. Well, the next one got to give a message in tongues, too. Because she can't, and he can't, they can't outdo. So we got to do enough. And all the time, the pastor's going like this. While the... <laughs> whew. While the war of arrogance and pride is taking place in his church that he's been appointed over, he, he stands and allows the battle of the tongues. I'm telling you, let everything be done decently and in order. And if it's not according to Scripture, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Not to be mean. I don't serve a God of confusion. And I can't have people that don't know sitting under something they don't know and being confused by it. See, I don't, I don't have to give, and I'm going to go a step further. I don't need to come behind somebody that's given a message in tongues and an interpretation and explain to the congregation what just happened. See, that's where you're getting it all wrong. When you think that I have to explain what God done, Your spirit will know if it was God. And your spirit will know even if it is just different. Don, we got to get back to a place where we trust the Holy Spirit. If he's going to come in and interrupt the service to give you a word from the Lord, he can come in and explain to your heart. Or he can just give you that thing and go, hey, just go and ask. And if you come, we'll explain. It's done decently and in order. I am not, listen, as much as a lot of people might think they are, I am not God's spokesperson. I'm just a vessel used for God's voice. I cannot represent God. 
the way that God wants to be represented. I'm just, okay, fine, get on your high horse and think you're holier than thou and think that you can represent God in the manner in which he desires to be represented. You're not going to do it. You're going to fail. You're going to say something stupid. You're going to act up. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. You're going to do something wrong. I'm just telling you, you do. Surrender yourself as a vessel. Let him work through you and speak through you and let it be done. And what's done is done. And his grace is sufficient he will cover me in my error and correct me in my way oh come on we don't have to be perfect that's what I love about it <laughs> told you I wasn't going to preach I'm, I'm almost there Asher, happy one. That was Leah's maid, so she's still poking the fire. And then here comes Leah again. Leah said, well, I'm going to get back in the game again. Now, uh-oh, here comes Leah having another baby. Issachar, that's her wages. See, God's, God's paid her for all that she's done. What? Zebulun dwells. She said, surely God's going to dwell with me now. I've done all this. I've put up with all of her stuff. All, surely God's going to dwell with me now. And then here comes Leah again one more time with Dinah. There's got to be something with there, so I'm going to do a little research on my own. Side note, I want to find out what's up with Dinah. Oh, I know what's up with Dinah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can I stop for a minute? If you've got to leave, I understand. Check this out. Dinah is born, the only female, the only female, and she is born, she is raped. Keep reading through scripture. Dinah is raped. Listen, as the promise gets closer to fulfillment, oh God, hear me. As your promise gets closer to fulfillment, the enemy will come in and try to take what's not rightfully his. How many of you are going to let that happen? See, her, her brothers her brothers said, nope, that ain't happening. And her brothers went and took care of it. They killed all, y'all got to read the Bible and you know, but they went into the city and killed all the men. See, that's what I'm talking about. I love them boys, man. Go in there and handle business. You going to do something stupid? Yeah, go handle it. Go take care of it. I'm going to go over here and feed the cow. And then Joseph, God will add. See, I have to believe in that, just how she named him at the end. I have to believe that she had come to a place of humility and come to a place of total surrender and said, just with this, this is all I've got to give, God. And God will add to it. And look what God added to that. A nation. A nation. What kind of promise has God given you? And are you walking towards it? Have you forgotten because of what you're going through? Will you remember the promise? And will you stand fast? Let's stand. I'm done. I'm done.